Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Good morning, aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations, which you may hear on the radio on KWXX and B97B93 on Sundays and on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo the following Friday. Island Conversations is posted as a podcast for anytime listening. Wherever you get podcasts, just look for Island Conversations or it's always online at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. Everybody in the state is being impacted by COVID-19, and that includes students at all levels. Today, I'm super happy to be speaking with UH Hilo Chancellor Bonnie Irwin. Ms. Irwin began serving as Chancellor at the University of Hawaii at Hilo on July 1st, 2019. Chancellor Irwin previously served as Provost and Vice President for Academic Affairs at California State University, Monterey Bay, and she got both her Master's and her Ph.D. at UC Berkeley. Good morning. Aloha, Chancellor Irwin. Aloha. Great to talk to you. Well, Chancellor Irwin, you actually have been in self-quarantine. I believe you went to the mainland and you came back. So first question is, how are you? I am fine. Um, I did have to go back to uh, California to help my mother out with a few things. And even though I arrived back in Hilo before the governor's quarantine order went into place, I thought it was a good idea to self-quarantine just out of deference to my staff and my campus. But I am fine. Been a little stir-crazy, but my 14 days are over now, and I'm back in the office. Very good. I'm curious, where in California were you, and did they have the complete shutdown at that time or quarantines? They had a lot of it. My mother lives in San Mateo County, which is just south of San Francisco. While I was there, they put the first shelter-in-place order in for senior citizens. They drew the line at 65 and over. So I did go out and do grocery shopping for my mother and do all that because she was not supposed to leave the home unless she had to. And then by the time I left, they were telling everyone to stay off the roads and stay at home if they could. Are you aware of any cases of COVID-19 on campus among faculty or students or anybody else? No, just as the Big Island has fewer cases than the state overall so far, so far so good at UH Hilo. We don't have any cases that I know of at this time. How nice, how nice. Let's hope we kind of keep it that way. (laughs) And actually, I want to mention to the audience, this is a different plan than Chancellor Irwin and I initially had because I was going to interview her in front of students, get student questions, and of course, that all changed. So I'm delighted, Chancellor, that you're able to make time still to do this phone interview. Yes, one of the things I've been doing on the campus since I arrived is setting up brown bag face-to-face sessions with students and faculty and staff. And we're in the process now of trying to schedule a couple of virtual ones so that I can still stay in touch with anybody who wants to to contact me. Who is on campus right now during this COVID-19 shutdown? 
So we still have just over 200 students living in our residence halls. And for some of those students, it's actually a better place for them to be here in Hilo than at their homes right now because of the spread of this virus. And so we have to have support people in place to support those students who are here on campus, which means housing staff, janitorial staff, We are keeping our library open for students and faculty only so that both our students in residence and our local students have a place to come to use the Wi-Fi and use computers because by moving everything online, we now have students who don't have Internet access at home, and so we're trying to keep that open for them. In addition, we have security personnel, maintenance personnel, and then... Other offices, most of them are on a rotational basis. I took a walk around our campus today. There are many offices where there are people working, but definitely keeping safe distances, keeping the university functioning, but about a quarter of the people are in the office at any given time, so we can keep that safe space. How about the students that are in the dorms? Are they doing the six-foot-away thing? Because I've seen some young people locally who aren't doing that. Makes me nervous. Yes. Well, we have some students, of course, who are roommates and who didn't leave the island for spring break, and so we're letting them continue to be roommates. We are, as much as we can, spreading people out. And anyone who was on the mainland or international travel We also asked those students to self-quarantine, and we started this before the governor's order as well, just out of an abundance of caution. So we are trying to keep the students spread out for the small number of students who we have quarantining in the residence halls. Their meals are delivered to them. They are not leaving their rooms. Let's back up just a little bit. Give us the basics of UH Hilo. Under normal circumstances, which one day we may have again, what's your number of students, number of faculty? Tell us a little bit about the majors and kinds of classes offered. Just give somebody who might not know much about UH Hilo the picture of UH Hilo. Yes, this fall, where's when we do most of our official measurements, we had about 3,300 students. And total of just under 250 full-time faculty or faculty who are permanent hires. And then we have a staff of about 600 in various support roles, everything from, you know, accountants to security personnel to student life experts and all the other people that help keep the university going. And of that 3,000-plus student body, we have um, about 25%, I think, this year that have been in residence with us. Those numbers are down tremendously. We have students who have chosen to not come back after spring break and students who checked out of the residence halls uh, spring break just thinking that this was coming. So typically, again, you know, we're between 3,000 and 3,500 students. We're trying to get those numbers back up as the whole UH system is trying to improve our enrollments. We were making some progress, and this year, of course, is going to change that dynamic substantially. We don't know how yet. We're actually hoping that a lot of our Hawaii resident students think seriously about UH, even if they were originally planning to go to the mainland, simply because, you know, they can stay closer to home. In terms of academics, we have about 50 different academic programs in six different colleges. We have a a small number of graduate programs. The vast majority of our programs are undergrad, though. And I can give you detail on 
any of those if you want me to go into more detail. No, I think it's good that people can get an overview. And actually, UH ELO has a terrific website. So people who want to know about the kinds of things you offer, it's pretty well detailed there. At least that's my experience. Yes. I mean, I think for some of our academic programs, we try to do the basics that students might be interested in. I mean, across the country, programs like psychology, kinesiology and exercise science, business, biological sciences are very popular no matter where you are in the country. And so, of course, we have the basic things like that. But then we also have programs that are unique in the system, such as the College of Pharmacy, which is the only College of Pharmacy in Hawaii. Which I just love. I mean, I, I've done many, many interviews with the founding dean of the College of Pharmacy, and it really started out to be an amazing program, and I thought it was quite impressive that we were able to get it here in Hilo. Now, Chancellor Irwin, during the time of COVID-19, I believe you are putting or have put all classes online, and a lot of teachers aren't generally accustomed to teaching that way. So how is it working out for the teachers to be able to do that, to get ready for it, to understand it? So we spent a lot of time during spring break putting together uh, training programs, resources for faculty, both at the system level and here on campus. And one of the things I've been very gratified by is how faculty are stepping up to help each other. I immediately um, had a communication from the chair of our faculty congress saying that she teaches online with some regularity and she was gathering a group of faculty who were skilled at teaching online classes to help those who were not. And so that's been great to see. Um, Not to say that people still are struggling a little bit with it. It is a new modality and you can't just take your lectures and videotape them and throw them online. There's there's a lot more to it than that. We've also heard that you know, some of our students are, are struggling a bit, and one of the reasons they come to UH Hilo is because of the face-to-face applied learning environment that we have. And so when all of a sudden they, we have to put everything online, it changes their experience, and we know that. But what we're trying to preserve through this is the personal touch that we always try to give our students. So our faculty are reaching out to students, they're checking in on them, our student support offices have been sending messages saying, you know, hey, the the care team for students in crisis is still here, it's still up and running, our disability services office is still here, it's still up and running, so that as people have challenges, we can address those challenges with them. Well, that's interesting because I've been thinking about just the fact that this is such an abnormal way for students to experience college. And, you know, I'm, of course, not in college anymore, and I don't think I would appreciate just online learning. So it has to be a challenge to keep the students feeling like they are part of the UH Hilo Ohana. Yes, it certainly is a challenge, but when one is well-trained in online learning, one can do some really personal, create more sort of intimate dialogues. There are ways to do this. And of course, we're not expecting all of our faculty to be experts overnight. But just putting in a few of those techniques along the way, using Zoom, I mean, even doing that so that students can see their instructor's face. I have family and friends who are also K-12 teachers. And Seeing how they're doing this with the keiki is a good example for us in higher ed, too, that sometimes just being able to see someone makes it more personal. Since I was trained in online learning techniques 
many years ago, there have been a lot of developments in the online space. So there are ways to do laboratory experiments or ways to teach art classes. And there are a number of things that we can do online now that even 10 or 15 years ago we couldn't. It's a brave new world for us at Hilo, for many of us, but I think people are stepping up and doing the best they can. Well, that's good. That's good. And just a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Today we're talking with University of Hawaii at Hilo Chancellor Bonnie Irwin, who came into this position in July 2019. Next week, we're going to talk about something that's very relevant, and that is if one gets seriously ill and has to be transported to Maui or Oahu, how does that happen? We'll be talking with people from Hawaii Life Flight, Nurse Lori Cannon and Bonnie Kinsey. And another reminder, during this time of COVID-19, you may find the latest news that we have here on the Big Island at kwxx.com. Before we get back to Chancellor Bonnie Irwin, let's hear from our generous sponsor, KTA Superstores, which is one of the many stores here on the island open to help you during this time of COVID-19. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added horn hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. You talked about trying to figure out what the new normal is. What discussions have you been having about what might happen, let's say, in the fall when we hope things might be back to normal. How are things going to be different, though? Because I basically feel like things in our world will remain a little bit different, that we will not go back to the way we were before. I'm just curious if you've had thoughts about that or discussions about that. We're starting to have discussions about that. I mean, frankly, for the first few weeks, it's been more crisis management than being able to look ahead. But at the same time, uh, we were embarking on a strategic planning process here at UH Hilo, and we're still putting those teams together, and we're going to have them get to work because I believe it's really important to give people something hopeful to be working on for the future. So we're going to continue that work. You know, UH Hilo is a place where we really value experiential learning, and that's not going to change. But at the same time, in order to serve this island well and the state, I have been suggesting to faculty that we probably need to do more online. And now that everyone's had a taste of it um, unexpectedly, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to have a bigger online profile too. And for me, this is not about getting more students exclusively. It's more about, again, being able to serve the diverse community of Hawaii Island. And uh, we are the university on this island. And so how we serve uh, people from, you know, Pahoa to Habi, um, from Hilo is, is a challenge. But I think uh, with some of the online resources, we might be able to do a better job of that. When you talk about experiential learning, tell us a little bit more about that, what you really mean by that. Yeah, experiential learning is a kind of a higher ed jargon term, but it means a lot of hands-on applied learning. And for me, the things like uh, undergraduate research, for example, where an undergraduate student has an opportunity to pursue their own project with a faculty mentor. 
So it breaks it out of the classroom, and they get to explore a topic that they're really passionate about. And there are many other kinds of hands-on experiences. Community service, what we call service learning, where a student out in the community is working on something of benefit to the community, but it also allows them to use what they're learning in the classroom and applying that to a real-world problem. Experiential learning for me also includes study abroad. I think it's one of the most valuable experiences a student can have to be able to be inserted in another culture, perhaps learn another language. And so when the danger of COVID has passed, I want to get back to doing many of these things. Some of them will look a little different, but I think it's important that we continue to give students those hands-on experiences. Well, I heard you talk at a Hawaii Island Chamber of Commerce meeting, and that's one of the things you talked about is asking local businesses to consider bringing in students, you know, either as interns or just to help them understand more about business. And I think in general philosophy is that if you expose students to being in the community, oftentimes they will end up working in the community. Internships are one of the most valuable applied learning experiences we can give to students because it's typically in their fields where they're applying their knowledge, and it does open the door for them to experiences they may not have considered. Working at an agency or a business locally, they realize that they can stay here and be gainfully employed. And then at the same time, they're helping local businesses with their labor. So I think, you know, internships are extraordinarily valuable, and We do a good job of that in this community, in Hilo and on the Big Island. I think many of our students have had incredible experiences, and I see a lot of our alumni in the community now as working professionals, and that's just so gratifying. Well, it's also good what you said about a semester abroad or even a semester at a mainland college to get exposed to other ways of thinking, other ways of doing things. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of local parents really want their student to have experience somewhere else, whether it's internationally or on the continent, but we can give them that experience here at UH Hilo. They can go for a semester or a year and get that experience in a different setting, a different culture, and bring that knowledge and that experience back home I've been involved in these programs every place I've worked, and I've just seen the results of the students gain confidence, they acquire skills or uncover skills that they didn't know they had, and it's just a very enlightening experience for students generally. Well, it sounds like you really enjoy seeing students grow and change and mature into significant adults. One of the great things about working in higher ed is just seeing what students come up with, where they go, how they succeed. I was a classroom teacher in college for a number of years, and I'm still in touch with some of my students, and seeing them as working professionals in any number of fields now is just so gratifying. I sometimes refer to the work we do at universities as a sacred mission. We're helping to shape the future of this community, this state, and really the world in many ways. And that's a big responsibility, but it's also just so gratifying. You've been plunged into several different, I will use the term firefighting modes or unexpected things since you arrived in July 2019. 
Basically, what are some of your major goals as the chancellor for UH ELA? I'm assuming when you arrived, you did start thinking about how you wanted to help shape UH ELA, how you wanted to see the university grow and change. So tell us a little bit about that. I really want to see the institution build upon its strengths. There are some quarters at UH ELO where people have a thought that we're less than our big brother at Manoa or we can't do things. And I want to make sure that we have an infusion of positive thinking at this institution because as I've visited with the departments and the units on campus, every excellent practice in higher education exists somewhere at UH ELO. And to expand that, to institutionalize some of those things so that we take, say, a pocket of excellence in internships in the College of Business and see how we can expand that across the campus and see other students enjoying that same level. You know, I talk a lot about these experiential learning or what we also call high-impact practices in higher education. And my goal for UH Hilo is to make sure that every student has access to those. We all hear about the great success stories, but we also have students who make it, they graduate, but they haven't had those value-added experiences that a college education can give. And so that's one of my big goals is to make sure more of our students can really benefit from the excellent work that we can do here. So student success, getting more students across the finish line to graduation and giving them these really valuable experiences while they're in college, that's job one. The other piece, though, is being really engaged with our community. UH Hilo is embedded in a community that is very supportive and they want for our success but I want us to be able to give back in a number of ways. And I think we do that, but I think we can do an even better job of working with regional businesses, with nonprofits, to really move the island forward. I've been involved in some of the conversations around uh, Vibrant Hawaii and some of those initiatives and looking for ways in which we can participate in those. One of the most important partnerships that I'm working on strengthening is between UH Hilo and Hawaii Community College. A lot of interest on both university or both the university and the college campus. Both chancellors were very interested in making that partnership stronger. And so we're looking at ways to have uh, clearer pathways for students so they get their associate's degree at Hawaii Community College, and then they know there's a place for them at, at UH Hilo. Hilo has Hawaii Community College, and then there's Palamanui College on the west side. Do you feel that the Palamanui campus feels the connection with UH Hilo? Because I don't hear much about UH Hilo engaged with Palamanui. We need to do a better job of engaging the West Side generally, and Palamanui is going to be a great asset for us to uh, partner with Hawaii Community College, use that facility, and get more of our faculty and our programs to the West Side. That's an idea that's still kind of in its nascency here on the Hilo campus, trying to figure out how we would do this. But yes, it's one of my goals for the campus is to find a way to kind of piggyback on the excellent work that Hawaii Community College has done and increase our presence 
at Paloma Nui on the Kona side, really think about what are the programs we should have up at Honoka'a, which is now being run by Hawaii Community College, and also down in the Puna area. Chancellor Irwin, one of the situations you sort of walked into last July is the situation on top of Mauna Kea, because Mauna Kea is tied into the University of Hawaii. So share any thoughts you have right now, anything going on to help people think about this conflict and the stalemate, please. Mauna Kea was a situation I knew about before I came to Hilo. As a matter of fact, during my interview here, I was asked about it multiple times. And I have two roles that I play primarily. One is I listen to all points of view, and I always walk into a meeting or a conversation and listen with respect. One of our uh, folks who's very involved in Mauna Kea has said in, in public presentations, like the challenge with the Mauna Kea situation is at some level everyone is right. And so you know, choosing a side becomes very difficult. Having said that, though, we do have an astronomy program here at UH Hilo, and I need to support those students just as much as I support our Native Hawaiian students that are distressed by what's going on on Mauna Kea. So my second area of responsibility is this campus and how our students, staff, and faculty are dealing with things. So I issued many statements in the fall about the importance of freedom of speech, the importance of a respectful environment where people can listen to one another. Where this goes, how we come together, I don't know. What I do know right now is there are many, many conversations going on behind the scenes. The fact that we've had a stand down, I think, has been very helpful for dialogue. And there are a lot of conversations that aren't public, but I know they're going on. And I'm, I'm hopeful, but I still don't know exactly where the path is going to lead us. You know, Chancellor Irwin, this is the time of year where those students who are seniors are thinking about graduation, which is a really big deal for most people who are graduating from college. Since all the graduation ceremonies for UH have been canceled, are there other times or ways you're thinking about to celebrate those graduates who should be finished this spring? One of the first things I need to say is, and I have to remind the students of this, that graduation and commencement are two different things. They will still graduate, regardless of whether we have a commencement ceremony. Good and point. there were some concerns that, well, if we don't have the ceremony, do I really graduate? It's like, yes, you will graduate if you are eligible to graduate. The ceremony itself, we've been having lots of conversations, and my heart goes out to students in that situation. And, and simply, I mean, families of who are dealing with all kinds of things that are being canceled right now. A good friend of mine was supposed to be walking his daughter down the aisle at a wedding this weekend, which is not going to happen. For commencement at UH Hilo, we're going to be inviting students to participate in a subsequent ceremony. So if they want to walk, as we say, participate in commencement for the fall ceremony or for next spring, we're working to make accommodations to make that possible. The other thing that we're discussing is uh, some kind of a virtual ceremony this spring to at least recognize the accomplishments of these students. And we're going to be polling our students to see what they would like to see. We have a lot of ideas, and we've been looking at what other universities are trying to accomplish. And we're going to consult with our students and then make some decisions about what we might do. 
it's unfortunate that they're going to miss this particular rite of passage this spring, but we're hoping that many of them may opt to join us in the fall or the following spring. I hope they do, too, because it's a nice way to have your family acknowledge what they have gone through as well as what you have gone through when you actually graduate. That ceremony really does mean something. I've often said that commencement is really more for the families than it is for the students. And particularly at a campus like UH Hilo, where so many of our students are the first person in their family to go to college, that seeing the pride and the joy of an entire family, generations, when that student walks across the stage is is just a wonderful experience. And so I, I do hope we can have some of our students at least come back to uh, participate in that. Chancellor Bonnie Irwin, UH Hilo, what else would you like to share with us? Since I've arrived in Hilo, one of the things I've been most gratified by is the support of our community for the university. And it's been a joy for me to interact with the community at different campus events. So I'm looking forward in the fall to seeing people come out for our athletic events again, for our performing arts events again, and just all of those moments where the university and the community come together. A lot of schools have tensions in the cities where they're located, a town and gown conflict, and I've seen very little of that at Hilo. The university values the community we are in, and the community really values having a university. And I'm just very gratified by that. Very good. Thank you so much, Chancellor Bonnie Irwin. This has been a delight. Thanks for taking the time. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. And thank you so much to our audience for being with us. I'm Sherry Bracken. This is Island Conversations. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. Brought to you by KTA Super. Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.